Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Episode of Full Court Press. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and we are brought to you, as always, by Geek Vibes Nation. Joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? Uh, nothing much, man. Just like super excited. Trade season is officially upon us. Um, like, it, it's just, it's going to be. It's going to be really exciting now until the trade deadline. It truly is the most wonderful time of the year, um, and it has nothing to do with Christmas. It's just it's just NBA trades, man. Like, I love it. I can't wait to see all the trades that come about. And we kicked it off righteously with a, a relatively big trade uh, almost immediately, and it was a trade – that was and then wasn't and then was again. Uh, obviously, I'm speaking about Trevor Reza being traded to the Washington Wizards in exchange for Austin Rivers and Kelly Oubre. Obviously, there was um, there was Memphis that was going to be involved in the trade. Um, from from what I have read, essentially, Washington and Phoenix had been negotiating a trade um, and. Uh, essentially Washington reached out to Memphis to try to get them involved um, to get sort of extra assets, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, essentially uh, everything was like ironed out and everything was good. And, and uh, the, the trade was um, kind of being conducted by the, uh, the wizards GM um, and it fell apart because Marshawn Brooks was the Brooks that uh, Memphis was willing to trade, and Dylan Brooks was the Brooks that the Phoenix Suns wanted, uh, and that uh, didn't was never on the table, according to the Grizzlies, understandably so. I mean, the, the kid's pretty good. He played a lot of minutes last year, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's still got two years left on his deal. Whereas, you know, taking on Kelly Oubre, you got to re-sign him next year. Uh, so, understandably so, why they necessarily didn't want to pull the trigger on that deal. Um, but uh, but that trade fell through. But uh, they just went ahead and did the trade uh, mano a mano anyway. And so, Ariza is now a member of the Wizards. Uh, and Oubre and Austin Rivers joined the Phoenix Suns. Joel, we we were kind of following this trade very closely as it as it broke down and 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 you know was a trade and then wasn't a trade uh, and and you know all of that jazz. Um, first first and foremost, what do you think about the trade in general? But also like just 
what are your thoughts on the fact that like Phoenix again is kind of involved in like a situation where they kind of come off looking like idiots? <laughs> uh, I thought it was the weirdest situation we've seen in a while. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I, I, not, it's weird to say it, but I, I always have an issue with it. it's like like more than one player with the same last name. It's stupid, but I, I can see how that could be an issue. But I mean that's I mean we're talking right. about professionalism between businesses between you got to be you got to be more uh, vocal when it comes to that kind of shit. I ha- you have to be very clear. This is the Brooks I'm talking about, and I really feel bad for Marshawn Brooks <laughs> <laughs> and Dylan yeah. Brooks. I mean, like Marshawn. Yeah, Brooks did you see Dylan's tweet like after shit. the whole thing? Yeah, he's a go Grizz with the eyes and shit. Yeah, oh, with like the, the sweaty face, like brushing off the sweat or whatever, you know. Dylan should feel That was good. great. Yes. It was. It well, was I fun. mean, at the very least, he should feel like, all right, yeah, his team respects my game and, like, wants to keep me around. You know, that's, that's good. And, and I don't and blame even, him. Yes, well, and even, even more so, like, fuck, at least I'm not in Phoenix right now. <laughs> Yeah, true. This is true. But he's a good wing. Uh, he started for them last year. Had a, I mean, he could have possibly even started for them this year. He's a solid, solid player. He was in the rookie sophomore game last year. Um, I like that kid. I, I liked him a lot. Me too. Um, and, and I understand why they want to keep him. He was a, a surprise for them. And so I get he's young. He's still affordable. You don't want to give up that asset. Marshawn Brooks right. is a journeyman. He's played well for the Memphis Grizzlies, but He's he's a scorer. That's kind of what he is. He's a, he's a pure right. scorer. He's going to do what he does. Um, right. So I get why members didn't want to pull the trigger, even though they would have gotten Kelly Oubre back, and I think Kelly Oubre would have been a nice small forward for them to have. Um, but whatever, I get it. Um, that shit died. So and it's and it died so quickly because like as soon as that the, the miscommunication <laughs> yeah. happened, boom, done. No, no, we're not doing that. We're not yeah, doing that. literally, like, it was like about? it was twenty minutes after Juwan was like, "Hey, yo, this trade just happened." Like you, you sent back a message and was like, "Trade's dead." <laughs> and I was like, "Shit, like that was quick." <laughs> yeah, real quick. It, it happened real fast. It was sad. Um, but my thing with that was like, like you were saying, when we were talking about it. Like, I don't know why they don't just do it straight up. Like, you got to add a third team for it. Like, I don't get it. Right, exactly. Um, and I'm like, why wouldn't you want Ubre? Like, I, like, it looked like Ubre was going to be sent somewhere else. I, mean, I think Ubre was like, why, one of the best. I could understand yeah. why you might want picks in lieu of Ubre, but the picks you were mm-hmm. getting weren't great. There, it was a right. it was a mid second rounder, and then it was like a protected Boston second rounder that, at best case scenario, would be one of the bottom five picks in the draft. Most likely, right. given the record this year, it wouldn't convey anyway. Um, so essentially, right. you were going to get you were going to get a fur uh, or a, a mid second rounder and Dylan Brooks out of the deal um, with Selden there to make the money work. Um, like, I understand why you would want Dylan Brooks because um, he's got two years left on his contract. And he's, he's like we said, like, we like Dylan Brooks here. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't – it was never a situation to me, I agree with you, where it was like, oh, well, the third team dropped out. Like, I guess the deal's done. Like, I mean, I think immediately I was like, dude, why, you know, why don't they just do this straight up? And you're like, right? Like, Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, look, they ended up making the deal. 
it worked out. Uh, Ariza's gone. Look, like we talked about it. Trevor's going to – he's not going to – it was just a part-time thing. It was just for Trevor to get his dough, really all it was. Phoenix, I thought, were, I expected to be better than they were. They're obviously not. So they're like, we'll move on. People are going to pay, and they did. And, you know, they, Austin Rivers is a good combo guard. He's not a pure point guard. He's going to no. help, I guess. Um, so we'll see how they do it now. Melton, I think, has been starting for Phoenix. Um and I think they've been starting T.J. Warren, and uh, they've been Bridges has been starting. So I'm very curious to see how the point guard uh, situation works out in Phoenix. And of course, Trevor will probably end up starting that small forward in Washington. And Washington looks like they're yeah. gonna make a push, Nick. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with Washington. I think Ariza will help them. To me, there's two things that stand out to me in this trade. One, what does this mean for um, Josh Jackson's minutes that have already kind mm. of been dwindling but had started to kind of come back a little bit? Um, mm. But now that you got Oubre on the team, like, does that mean that those two guys are going to share um, what was Jackson's minutes and Ariza's minutes, and they'll they'll kind of divvy it out equally um, will they try to look to move Ariza um, – I'm sorry, not Ariza. Will they try to look to move Oubre or Jackson? Um, I don't I don't think you move part. Jackson at this point. Um, right. Just because, like, I, his value is so low right now. He, it, it's kind of the same thing with Fultz, um, and it's the reason why we don't expect uh, the Sixers to, to move Fultz. So it's like, it, and that's one of the reasons why the big um, – the, the trade that everyone speculates about is, you know, Fultz for Jackson. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see that happening either. Cause I don't really think Jackson helps the Sixers cause he can't shoot. <laughs> so right. unless they can find a third team that they could, you know, get a shooter uh, from, uh, I don't, I don't see that happening. And even if you can find a third team that you can get a shooter from, are you still getting adequate value for Fultz? Um, who, who's been hurt since he, you know, started playing in the league? Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, but so I, I'm really curious to see how they manage those minutes. I do expect Rivers to start for them. I think mm-hmm. that uh, you'll still see Devin Booker like handling the ball a lot, but you'll just see them trade off, and you'll see Rivers handle some. You'll see Booker handle some. Um, so they'll try to basically work like a combo guard set with both of these guys together. It's really funny because for a team that forever had like, you know, three point guards on their roster at any given time to have like no real viable point guards. It's really weird. Like it's, 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 it's crazy what like, uh, you know, five years does to a team. Um, (laughs) because, you know, I mean, that was, that was kind of their MO for a long time was this, this, this team that, had so many point guards, and they played three at one time on the court at times. Um, but they uh, they obviously don't have that luxury anymore. Um, but also, I'm really interested to see what happens with Otto Porter. Like, um, obviously, Otto Porter is is a very good player. He's vastly overpaid. Um, do they make a move and move Otto Porter now that they have Ariza, um, or do they maybe try to play some small ball? and play Ariza at the four, Morris at the five for a, ch- a huge chunk of minutes throughout the game, um, and maybe that helps them. Maybe that helps them win because they haven't gotten any really decent center play throughout this whole season. Dwight Howard's been hurt the majority of the season. 
um, Jan Mahemny is is Jan Mahemny. Um, like he's just not that good, and he's like one of those 2016 contracts, uh, like Mozgov and um, and Noah and you know the likes Parsons mm-hmm. and 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 Luol Deng and all those guys. Um, is just a casualty of that that um, that huge uh, hike in 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 money. Uh, Biombo is another one, um, but uh, it, you know, do they try to? work a small ball lineup because Morris can play some five, at least against some centers. Um, like he, he can't, he, he can't really square up against guys like Joel Embiid. Um, but you know, he can, he can easily guard a guy like Brooke Lopez. So, you know, a, like, is that the route they go? Um, so I, I'm really curious to see, like, I don't think Washington's done. I mean, I think they've made, you know, they've made a, a slew of kind of small moves. Um, this being the biggest one thus far, um, and you know maybe they make a move to move Porter to get some kind of assets back and and get under the luxury tax, get under the apron, um, so they're not having to worry about paying that. And that's gonna you know potentially if they can get back expiring contracts in return and you know some kind of um, some kind of assets. I wouldn't expect anything crazy. Um, I don't think you're going to get a first if you're taking back expiring contracts. Um, you might get a second or two. Um, but, but you know, would they try to go that route to get under the luxury tax? You still got – you just, you know, traded for Decker. You got Troy Brown Jr., who's um, got a lot of potential. Um, he hasn't yeah. gotten a lot of minutes on that team, but I like the kid. I think he's going to be a good player um, if he can get minutes. I would like to see him get 15 to 20 minutes a game. Um, and, you know, you got a uh, 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 shit. What's his name? Uh, uh, you know, yes. Uh, I was going to say uh, uh, LeBron James wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> if you, uh, if you um, buy into what, uh, uh, who was it? Was it Beal who said that earlier in the season? Mm-hmm. Said something about him right. being kind of like LeBron. <laughs> Which is <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that'll be interesting to see how all of those situations pan out between both of these teams, you know, after this trade. Um, but overall, I think it was a smart trade for both teams. If you're Washington, you're already so hampered in the luxury tax. Obviously, John Wall's extension is going to kick in. It doesn't look like they're going to find a trade to move him that would be beneficial to their team, um, you know, and if if you're going to keep him, I don't think they should trade Beal right now. I just don't think the market is right for trading Beal right now. Um, I think the offseason, once all the free agency market has, you know, gone where it's gone, would be the ideal time to trade a guy like Bradley Beal if you're going to trade him. Um, because well. right now you've got a lot of teams – that are looking at free agency next year and hoping to land free agents. When those, like a slew of teams aren't going to get any of the primo free free agents. And when that happens, maybe that's your time to trade Bradley Beal. Um, you know, when you got these teams like maybe the Lakers or the Knicks or whoever who are like, shit, well, we didn't get any of the big names that we wanted to get. Um, you know, so maybe we should think about trading, um, for a guy like Bradley Beal now, 
Um, but those teams mm-hmm. aren't going to give you what Bradley Beal is worth right now. So, um, so yeah, with all that being said, uh, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be really intriguing where, um, particularly where Washington goes from here, but also how, you know, Phoenix chooses to juggle everything that they have on their plate. Um, and, you know, can you, can you maybe flip Ubre for somebody who can be a reasonably good starting point guard for you? Um, you know, I don't know. I maybe, maybe not. Um, but, uh, but it's definitely something to consider. Um, anything you want to add, Joel, before we move on? No, I just hope everything works out. My only issue with Washington is that, their wing depth is, is weak now. Um, they have a lot of stretch fours. They have the rookie Troy Brown off the bench, and they don't really have a solid backup point guard. Sanaransky is pretty good as both a wing. Sanaransky Yeah, but that's kind of all they got <laughs> like, off the bench. He's more of a um, point guard so, than Rivers, though. Uh, he, yeah, he like definitely he, is. He's so more he's of a distributor, at least, than Rivers. Right, he's definitely less selfish with the ball, that's for sure. Right. Um, But, yeah, I'm very curious to see how they work out the rotation in Washington. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. Um, All right, moving on. Jabari Parker. We got some news about old Jabari Parker. He is apparently out of the rotation in Chicago. He got a a DMP coach's decision. the other night, uh, I think last night, uh, and actually Chicago ended up winning the game. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe they should have done this sooner. I don't know. Um, but uh, and they won a, and they won a game against the Spurs. Like it was, it was a close game, went down to the wire. Um, you know they were able to pull it out. Um, it was it was kind of nice to see Chicago win a game because it's been a while. Um, and right. you know, like as a Hawks fan, I'm like fucking damn Bulls. Suns win some games, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, you come bastards. on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 like, after we traded away Luca, I really, really need Zion at this point. Like, um, we, like, we, we need a transcendent player. Over In fact, our I threw, dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually threw this out, uh, maybe today or yesterday on on the Hawks page that I follow. Um. Like I hopefully we get the number one pick and we just take Zion. But if the if the Suns get the number one overall pick, maybe we could flip our number one pick and the Dallas pick for Zion so they could take a point guard, which they really need. And then maybe right. all the fucking all the fucking Hawks fans who are like, you should have kept Luca, um, will shut the fuck up because they're so fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> dude, I you know I I. You know, I think we should have kept Luca, but like, how many well, times are you gonna fucking beat that drum, dude? Like, it it's over. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking, what are you gonna do? It's like Sopranos, man. Find a new show. <laughs> um, but uh, but nevertheless, um, but yeah. So Jabari Parker, um, he's out of the rotation. Uh, there's been some trade rumors. Um, uh, apparently Utah is interested. I don't oh. know how that would work out. Um, yeah, Kevin O'Connor dropped a report uh, earlier today that um, that Utah might be interested in uh, in Jabari Parker, and I mean Derek Favors, like kind of like a straight up swap, um, is the only kind of thing that I can see making sense because Chicago is not going to give up any assets to move on from him. 
especially not for a guy right. like Favors who could walk at the end of the season. Um, and to me, that doesn't really make sense because despite Favors' ill fit with um, with Gobert, he can at least give you quality minutes as your backup center. You're not going to get that from Jabari Parker. And, like, Jay Crowder is, in every essence, a better version of Jabari Parker. Like, not really even a better version. He's just a better player um, who plays the same position, actually can play defense, can hit threes. Um, he's just way better. And, and, and like, I don't, I don't buy into that at all. Um, but just in general, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, Parker being removed from the from the rotation? Um, and, you know, how do you expect maybe Chicago to go about, um, you know, maybe trying to move him? He is virtually an expiring contract because he's got a team option on the second year, um, which is obviously going to be declined for any team that trades for him or the Bulls if they end up keeping him. Um, right. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on all that? Ah, oh, sad. <laughs> like, for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, considering his off season and uh, he's going back home, we always thought it was awkward right. him being there at, at the small forward season because he's more comfortable at the four. He actually right. had a pretty decent year. Chicago hasn't, but he hit, he himself has played pretty well. Um, and it's just sad because, I mean, look, they suck right now. They know he's, he could be a valuable piece for a team that needs someone like him. So, they're basically sitting him out, so you know you see what he could do. Let's not, you know, let's not get him hurt because you know he has that issue. He might get hurt. Let's sit him out. Right. Uh, let's let the young guys play, like Hutchinson and Marketing and all them. Let's not. Uh, let's let the young guys play, and something well, they'll try probably at some point before trade deadline trade him. Uh, and uh, it's probably best. It's probably for the best. Um, but it sucks that it didn't work out for him. But hey, it is what it is, man. Uh, I, there's definitely going to be a team that's going to need Jabari Parker, and he could definitely help. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's he's had a good statistical season for himself, or at least a, a, an okay season. But he's right. he's been bad as far as like like he he's been atrocious on defense. Um, like I I, I saw. Um, a video, I think uh, a funky diabetic posted um, the other day yeah. that was just breaking down. Did you know who that is? You follow him on YouTube? No, that's just funny name. Maybe laugh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's he's got some good content. You should check it out. Um, but yeah, he I mean he, he kind of broke down like a lot of different plays of, of Parker throughout the season, um, and just he's been really bad defensively, man. Um, and you know. He even had like a like a quote earlier in the season, basically saying, uh, you know, they don't pay me to play defense, which is like a red flag. It's like a Carmelo Anthony esque red flag to begin with, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like motherfucker, we're paying you twenty million dollars. You better play some motherfucking defense. <laughs> like, I was like, twenty million dollar contracts something. don't go out <laughs> to people who don't play defense, bro. Like, right. Um, right. But uh, nevertheless, um, yeah, he he hasn't worked out for them. Obviously, they signed him so that you know, in the hopes that they can put together, um, you know, a, 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 I, in my opinion, they were they were optimistic and trying to say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to make a playoff run. Um, so we'll bring Parker in; he can give us some scoring. 
We're going to bring back Levine. Um, you know, hopefully everybody else pans out. Now, obviously, they've had a lot of injuries, whether it be, you know, Dunn and Markin and Portis um, and all the likes. But, you know, all of it has culminated into a very, very poor season thus far. And, you know, with all that being said, you know, Parker is a $20 million expiring contract. That can net you a lot if you're, you know, looking at teams trying to get off salary. Um, The one that stands out the most to me is Charlotte. Um, I think Chicago and Charlotte should definitely be in talks. Um, It's, I, I, I have like four different versions of a trade uh, between between the two teams, um, depending on you know what each team is is willing like what Chicago is willing to take back in in two year salary um, for a first round pick. Uh, you know what Charlotte would necessarily think they have to give up um, for to in order like to justify giving up a first round pick. Um, but essentially what the basis of it would be is, you know, Jabari Parker um, goes goes to uh, um, uh, Charlotte and Chicago takes back Biombo, who's got two years left on his deal, um, and, and maybe like a Marvin Williams. And then you can throw in an extra piece. Maybe Chicago could throw in Cristiano Felicio, who signed on for three more years, but only at $8 million. That would cut $24 million in salary for um, for Charlotte next season, though they would have to take on an additional year of Felicio. Um, maybe that gets you back a first-round pick. Like, if that doesn't work, you, there's still other ways that you could go about it. Um, but I, I feel like there can be – there should and could be an, an agreement reached there because Charlotte needs to get off some money. Like, let's face it, they need to get off a lot of money um, because mm-hmm. – they are hovering right around the luxury tax, and they're going to have to pay Kimball Walker a shit ton of money next year, and they have very few expiring contracts. Um, Jeremy Lamb uh, being one of those. Um, but that's about it. So, you know, if they can work out a deal there, um, I think that would make a lot of sense. That'd be like a mid-first rounder. Um, you know, there would obviously be some protections on it, but um, but I mean, I expect from what I've seen from Charlotte this year for them to make the playoffs. And maybe if you're Chicago, you're like, we'll do the deal, but it can only be top 10 protected because, you know, what if, you know, for whatever reason you miss the playoffs by like two games, like we, we want to get this pick. Um, I don't know. I could see a deal work like being worked out in that realm. Um, and like, Dude, if you – like, Marvin Williams is a little bit older. He hasn't been great for a couple seasons now. Um, Jabari Parker could definitely, I think, fill in the void of Marvin Williams. And you could yeah. potentially give Miles Bridges even more minutes playing the four um, if you were to work out a, a, a trade there. Um, and, uh, I mean – I don't know. I just I just think there's there's enough there to where they could work it out. Um, most of their um, contracts are two year contracts, um, and that's honestly, if I'm Chicago, if I'm going to trade away expirings and 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 
try to take on money in order to get a contract. I don't want anything beyond two years. Um, but Charlotte's a perfect candidate. Um, like I said, they got to re-sign Kemba. They got a lot of two-year deals. Makes a lot of sense to me. What are you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. I mean, you can help. Uh, Charlotte's doing so much better now, so uh, it's just one of those things that Charlotte has to do whatever they can to keep Kemba. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, <laughs> regardless of how good they do this year. They're only so good. So. Um, Unless they make a deep run into the playoffs, it's going to be very tough to hold on to Kemba, in my opinion. Uh, he said, he's saying all the right things right now, but we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, Javari Parker can help a lot of teams. Charlotte could definitely – Marvin Williams is not that great. I mean, he's not, he's not right. bad. He's actually pretty solid. He's well, solid he's, uh, stretch he's, four. Yeah, I mean, they're essentially the same player. Marvin Williams plays a little better defense, but not by a huge margin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know Marvin. Marvin was a big guy. And, uh, oh, he was a small forward in Atlanta, that's true. Yeah, um, he was. But, you know, yeah. he, he's definitely transitioned into the four spot. A lot of guys are. A lot of teams are playing smaller now. Stretch four is the way of the future, honestly, for the, for the NBA. So um, that's what Jabari Parker probably is going to end up being for most of his career regardless. Charlotte's not a bad spot. I would have to, like, look around and see where else he might fit well, but not a bad spot, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I think he could work out well, and I think, you know, just getting off a, a lot of money um, would be good. And, and I think Miles Bridges is there. You, know, you might argue that he's a three, but he's really no. kind of more of the, the <laughs> P.J. Tucker four. Um, right, he's a stretch four. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I see him too. He's got that P.J. Tucker build. Um, yeah. And in today's NBA, that that's a that's a four. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think that's where he, he fits best. I, I just – I think there can be a deal worked out there. And, you know, if Chicago only has to take back two-year deals, um, even if it's a lot of money, um, it might be worth it. Because, like, let's face it, you ain't bringing in anybody in free agency next season. Like, nobody's going to be like, you know what, I want to play for the Bulls uh, with that fucking dumpster fire right now. Mm-hmm. Um No. So, uh, so yeah, it's yeah. food for thought. If uh, if Garpax is out there listening to this podcast, which I seriously doubt, um, why would uh, he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he like both those dudes should be looking for any uh, any avenue to any suggestions possible because they they obviously their own thoughts aren't helping them out. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Uh, our, our apologies to Bulls fans. Like it, it's been a long road for you guys, and it's it's. Uh, but you know what? It hadn't been as long as for for Knicks fans, and like you know, like it's not like the Hawks have been like a pinnacle of success. So we ain't that sorry for you. Um, but uh, but anyway, let's move on. Spencer Denwitty. Uh, this dude is like he's really good. He's really good, yeah. and he signed a three-year, $34 million contract extension to remain a Brooklyn net. Um, I really like this deal for Brooklyn. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Brooklyn trying to go after two um, two max, you know, free agents in the offseason and, you know, try to build something via that. I think they saw the writing on the wall with – I mean, you just look at the free agents that are out there – um, Kyrie makes the most sense for him to stay in Boston. 
Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, it comes to uh, Jimmy Butler. Looks like he's very content uh, in uh, Philadelphia. Kawhi Leonard looks like if he's going anywhere, it's going to be the Clippers. KD not going to go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn hasn't even been in the breath of mentions. It's pretty much either he stays in Golden State or goes to the Knicks with Clippers. Um, So, like, you know, all of the big-name free agents, nobody is mentioned uh, in Brooklyn. There was a slight rumor out there that Kyrie, because he grew up a Nets fan, um, you know, might consider them, but uh, that would only be – (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. That would only be if he was going to be able to team up with somebody else. And, like, the fact that Jimmy Butler is, seems to be so content right now in Philly, um, he seems to really like it. Um, and, I, I mean, I have almost no doubt in my mind that he's going to resign. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's just – it doesn't seem like – and you never know until it happens, but it doesn't seem like we're going to get maybe as much free agency movement as we have seen in the past couple of years. Um, so with all that being said, yeah, especially because Spencer Dinwiddie was not a restricted free agent. The the Nets could not match an offer that was, you know, an offer sheet that was given to him. He was an unrestricted free agent because he was bought out by Detroit um, and then, you know, or he was cut by Detroit or whatever. Um, and then, you know, bounced around and, and then ended up in Brooklyn and then ended up playing well. So, like, good on them to go ahead and, like, get this guy re-signed um, because he's a really good player and he could be a very valuable trade asset um, down the line for them, um, especially given the, you know, amount to this contract that he signed. I mean, $34 million over three years, like, that's just over $11 million a year. That is more than fair. Uh, for a guy of Spencer Dinwiddie's talent. Um, I love it. I love the deal uh, for the Nets. I think they're really smart to pull the trigger on this and get this deal done. Um, and, again, like, other than the Allen Crab trade, like, again, props to Sean Marks. He has done almost everything right um, with a shitty hand, um, you know, coming out of the gates. Um, he, he's made the best of a bad situation. Um, and, and just kind of continues to impress me with his um, with his moves uh, as GM. I agree with that one hundred percent. Nothing to add? You got? Come on, you got no. more? Nothing? No, that's really it. You, you really about said everything there. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, a man of few words. We call Kanan the silent assassin. Maybe we should call you the silent assassin. <laughs> um, or well, I don't know, maybe not assassin. silent. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> least, least amount of words, assassin. <laughs> we we could probably come up with a better name for it than that. I'll think about it and maybe come up with somebody at the end of the show. Um, all right, well let's let's talk about somebody that uh, I think you know maybe you'll have a few more words on, and I'll pass it to you first before I before I ramble and, and steal all the words. Lonzo <laughs> <Awesome>. Trier. <laughs> Uh, signed a two-year, $7 million contract extension with the Knicks. Uh, team option on the second year as an added bonus. Um, you know, just I guess just in case, you know, you you need to cut that $3 million, $3.5 million in order to bring in a KD. 
um, if if contracts, um, you know, if his contract is getting in the way of you getting, um, you know, that 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 dude. Um, but nevertheless, what are your thoughts on Lonzo Trier signing uh, his extension with the Knicks? Well, actually, let me let me give you a little bit of uh, my my initial thoughts on Dinwiddie before I move on. Because uh, I I feel like I I, I shit it on him, and I'm not trying to shit on him, but uh, the man's good. I, I I told you before I think he's arguably the best player on the net, so he got his money. Yeah. There's just not much to say. They paid the man. He got his money. He should. Eat. I mean, he's. I thought he would be a starter. He's coming off the bench. He's your sixth man. Me too. And that's fine. You know, that's fine. I mean, he's doing great off the bench. He's good as a starter. I, I'm just completely shocked that this guy's as good as – he's become as good as he has so quickly. Because I remember him, yeah. like, floating around there, especially in Detroit. Uh, like, I just – he was a big point guard. Like, what was he? What what wasn't he? He just couldn't sit anywhere. And he just time. turned into – right. And he's just, he's just become a fascinating player and – uh, Nets are smart to to, to re up them. So uh, look, all the power in the world to be Moody. But anyway, yeah, and, the and, and by the way, just real quick as an uh-huh. aside before uh, we get into the Trier stuff, um, I was a big proponent last season of the um, trade Spencer Dinwiddie um, to the Warriors for McCall and a first round pick um, mm. from the Warriors um, because. Obviously, Dinwiddie could have definitely helped the Warriors out last year and this year. Um, but the, the main reason that you would consider doing that is because he was not a restricted free agent. Um, there was no guarantee that the Nets were going to keep him after this year. Props on them for not pulling the trigger on that kind of deal because um, they could have easily gotten a late first-rounder um, for Spencer Dinwiddie, like whether it be from the Rockets the Warriors, there were plenty of teams out there that had, like, a shitty, like, one-year expiring low-level contract that they could have swapped and, we, and a first-round pick for him. Um, and, you know, the Nets were like, no, we're going to keep them, and we're going to see where things go, and they ended up resigning him. So um, props to them on, on, you know, being able to pull that off. But, uh, but anyway, uh, La- uh, Lonzo Trier, your thoughts. My man, Alonzo Trier. The surprise <laughs> of the draft, in my opinion, the surprise of the draft. Uh, I didn't know much about him. <laughs> That's why. He's the surprise of the non-drafted, the undrafted. Yes. Um, I did not the next big Wallace, sons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So, he's the best undrafted rookie this year at the very least. Absolutely. Um, the, kids got, the kids got games. Um, yes. It's gonna take him a while. I mean, he's he's older than a lot of the other rookies. I think he's a four year guy. Um, but the kid's good, man. He can dribble. I mean, he's the I ISO zone. You call him yeah. ISO zone. Is he a three year guy? All right, so he's a junior coming out of college. So. I just know he's older than our rookies. He's older than Mitchell Robinson. He's older than than Kevin yeah. Knox. So I'm that's why I figured. He's, yeah, uh, I just he's good. He's surprisingly good. And he, he's and he's he's fearless for a kid. You know, he's just coming out of college. He doesn't back down from anybody. He's going to be inconsistent here and there, and he's dealing with a little hammy injury right now. But the kid's got so much game. He's a pure scorer. The kid knows what he's doing already, and it's just I'm so surprised. And I think he's a top ten rookie this year, uh, in my opinion. So um, this is I'm just completely shocked at the very least. And I think I'm just very happy with what I've seen out of him, Um, and he he earned that fucking contract. 
And I feel bad yeah, for Ron because they had to cut Ron. I love Ron Baker, but you know, it's, you know, shit happens, and, and and he'll find the spot. The kids got hot for good, but don't feel uh, don't feel bad for time. Ron Baker. Ron Baker made nine paid. million dollars <laughs> over the last two seasons for doing nothing, for being a yeah. spark plug. That's all he was like. He, he you did, could put him in, and, him. yeah, but like <laughs> man, that that man ain't got no NBA skill. Like that <laughs> that dude that dude. That dude's got to be the whitest player in the league, and I mean that pejoratively. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do they got no kind like of real Ron. NBA skill. Um, I like Ron. So he, but, yeah. No, I, I mean, Ron's, Ron's impossible to, like, not like. I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying this to, like, hate on the guy. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't feel bad for him. The fact that the Knicks were willing to give him $9 million over two seasons. Right. Like, that's charity enough right there. So, like, yeah, and, and look at it like this. The dude got cut. He didn't even have to play the rest of the season and still got his $4.5 million this year. This so, is true. Um, but, yeah, he ain't going to get another NBA contract. That dude's done. Um, maybe he can go play in China, maybe the Euro League. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he ain't, he's, as far as in the NBA, I don't, I don't expect him to get another contract. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe if somebody's really desperate. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, especially because he's he's like a com- he's like a combo guard. Um, yeah. That you know, more of a shooting guard that can't shoot. More <laughs> of a shooting guard that can't shoot. Yeah. Um, but like he's got a little bit of passing capability, but he can't really handle the ball yeah. as well as you would want a point guard to. Um, so yeah, he's just got he's got too many um, too many X's uh, on on the like on the chart on the list of like things that you want out of out of uh, an NBA player. Um, but no, I tell you, um, it, it is it is unfortunate to see him. Uh, you know, to see him have to be the the guy on the chopping block. We never want to see something like that happen to a to a guy who unquestionably gives his all every time he's on the court. And that that's the endearing quality of Ron Baker. He's definitely like one of the least skilled guys in the league. But he is obviously he's got that Russell Westbrook like gonna go a hundred miles an hour every time I'm on the court. Um and there have been spurts where I've seen him play where I was like, damn, dude, that dude just played, like, really great for, like, four minutes. Yep. Like, Face first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited, too. I, I like I like this deal. I really like this deal for Lonzo Trier. Um, the fact that, like, he's getting paid basically with, like, the 10th overall pick is getting paid this year, um, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Like, that that never happens to somebody who's undrafted, um, and you know what? Props to the Knicks, because uh, you know what? We we talk a lot of shit about the Knicks. Well, you don't, um, but just huh. as a as a basketball community, we talk a lot of shit about is. the Knicks. Like Luke the, talks a well, lot of like shit the, about my play. <laughs> well, just like the the royal we, like you know what I mean? Like yeah, we talk shit about the owner. We talk shit. Like, everybody talks shit about they the They get Knicks. a lot of shit. Um, they get a lot they of get shit. They get a lot of shit. But I, I give them props on this. Like, they are not afraid to pay people. They will pay people, um, you know, essentially more than, even more than what they think they're worth. Um, and that's, 
you know, that that should stand for something. Those motherfuckers paid Alan Houston like forty million dollars more than he deserved. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and yeah. like, yeah, like I that 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 should stand for something. Um, and I I got to give them props on that. Uh, so, and and of course they were willing to do it here, and um, good on them, good on them, uh, good on Lonzo. Trier for for you know essentially um, not giving up and 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 playing his heart out and and getting that contract and you're right he definitely deserved it dude has been playing great um, and you know what like it honestly kind of makes me look at their roster a little differently now and like I know you've been hesitant to like want to move Hardaway. Um, and I understand why Hardaway has been really good this year for you guys. Um, and he's, he's developing into, um, a, one of those kind of potential fringe all-star guys. Like he's, um, kind of where Chris Middleton was like two or three years ago. Um, and that's when Chris Middleton was in about the same time frame of the contract that Hardaway's in. Um, like just signed that post rookie contract deal, um, like two years in and Middleton was like starting to take shape. Of course he got the injury. Um, but like, I understand like the hesitation there. Um, but like what gives me a little less hesitation about moving him is the fact that like Lonzo Trier looks so good. Um, right. and, uh, you know, I mean, I think, I think that's got to, it's got to be like a positive um, thing for for Knicks fans to look at and, and cheer for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy for you, uh, and I'm I'm Thank happy you. for Alonzo, uh, happy mm-hmm. for the Knicks, and I just think at this point in time, we all want to see the Knicks be relevant again. Like even if you're not well, a Knicks fan, oh, well, <laughs> dude, like why wouldn't you, man? Like it's just, the Knicks, man, they're the Knicks. It's like you, you want to see them play well, um, and it's been too long. It's like, you know what, um, I, I'll liken it to this, Joel. You know, you, you were saying last year, like, you, you hate the Lakers, but you just felt so yeah. bad about the Lakers being so shitty for, like, four or five seasons. You're like, man, like, yeah. like, I, I, like I don't like them, but – you know, in yeah. fact, I think he even said, I hate him, but, like, I just don't, <laughs> I feel bad for him nonetheless. Like, I, I want him to, like, be a decent team. Right. Um, like, I don't yeah, even hate the Knicks. I, for so long. Yeah. Right. This is sad. And, like, I don't even yeah. hate the Knicks. I just, I just want to see him, like, be a relevant team again. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens this off season, um and with the all draft right. and all that. But um, yeah. my fingers are crossed for awesome. you guys. Like, I, I yeah. I I've said it before and I'll say it again. I would love for Katie to go there. Um, but anyway, let's move on. We got another little quick Knicks topic to talk about. James Dolan mm. said recently when asked, he would be willing to sell the Knicks given the right offer. He was very kind of vague in his quotes. Um, he didn't indicate that he wanted to sell the Knicks. He even threw out the number five billion dollars, um, and and honestly said it in kind of the manner that was like, you know, people throw out numbers to me from time to time, $5 billion. I don't know. Like, 
um, like as if to say like $5 billion wasn't enough. Uh, money for him <laughs> to sell the Knicks. Keep in mind, the Clippers Bitch. the Clippers recently sold for two billion dollars, um, right. and that's a, another that's like another huge market. So five billion dollars is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, just in general, uh, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, when are you starting the uh, uh, you know GoFundMe campaign? for everybody in America to to band together so we can buy the Knicks from James Dolan, all be (laughs) co-owners, and and get this motherfucker out of there. (laughs) I already started it. Because I got a hundy hundy on it right now, son. I'll put it down. (laughs) Uh, We'll make that shit publicly owned, like the packages and shit. (laughs) This is bullshit. Oh, man. Um... I'll believe it when I see it with that guy. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it at all that he he would be open to it if with for the right price. I think a lot of us would. Anybody, you give me five billion dollars, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> you right. Know what I mean? That's a lot of money. But it really depends on the deal. Cause I don't know, is he a Nick fan? Cause it's different if you own the team and you like the money you're making. If you like the team and you love, it's just your team. It doesn't matter really how much you offer me. I'm not going to sell the team because I love the team. It's different. You know what I mean? And I think right now he's been more hands-off lately. I'm not really worried about him very much. He's not as active, especially the last couple of years, believe it or not, because he wasn't around really with Phil Jackson. He let Phil Jackson do whatever the hell he wanted. And guess what? It didn't work, but that's not his fault that he let him do what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? He paid the man. He'll pay anybody as long as you do your job. He would meddled a lot in the past, but that's because he had a close relationship with Isaiah, and that was really the biggest one right there. Um, those were bad years for us. <laughs> those were really bad years for us. Um, it's a new era now. He let uh, uh, Scott, um, Scott, what? Yeah, Steve Mills and Scott Perry do what they got to do, and so far so good. And uh, if he sells the team one day, yeah, that'd be great, but I ain't going to fucking wait for it. No, and I mean you make a valid point. I think, I think that one of my big hangups is the fact that David Griffin had interest in the job, but ultimately didn't take it because there were going to be so many impediments. Like James Dolan wants to keep those key people in place that are already there, mm-hmm. which is like a sign of loyalty and like respectful, like or respectable rather. Um, like on his part, um, but like you could have got David Griffin, who's like a like a really good GM, and like and frankly, the only person worth listening to on NBA TV. Fuck players only. <laughs> it is the worst thing to ever happen to broadcast basketball. Oh, it's so bad. Oh and like God. every time I see David Griffin. Every time I see him oh, on uh, NBA TV, I'm just like, thank <laughs> God, like a, a person who actually knows like like all the ins and outs of basketball and isn't just like an ex-player who like is you know just talking about how the 80s were like real man's basketball <laughs> and <laughs> like, but nevertheless, I digress. Um, so like, there are parts of me that agree with you. There are parts of me that don't. Um, ultimately, I, I still think um, it, it's it, it has gotten better, but it's still um, there's still a lot of hiccups in the organization um, that you know could be 
um, you know, better handled if you had, say, an owner, an owner like Steve Ballmer. Um, like, that dude is the kind of owner that any team wants. Because um, that dude is the same kind of... The, same kind of way as James Dolan, like, will throw money at anything, but he's always looking at, like, kind of new creative ways to mix things up and, like, let's bring in Jerry West. Let's, um, let's promote, um, you know, let's, let's hire this, this writer um, to be, like, in charge of our outreach and, like, various different things like that, like, um, that I, I, I feel like James Dolan is, is still kind of, he's, he's, Almost, he is more hands off, but he's still almost archaic in the in the way that he handles that team. He doesn't necessarily um, know how to own and 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 run an NBA franchise, and it's just um, it, it, it's I don't know. It's it, it probably I guess it sounds like it's more frustrating to me than it is to you. Maybe you're just choosing to be optimistic about it. Um, well, I can't control it. So it's not much like I have to like let that it go. That is true. You know what I mean? What am I gonna do? Yeah. Bitch and moan and cry? I can't control hey. what's going on. I can only hey, you know to deal with it. You're preaching to the choir. It's the same shit I say about that Luca trade. <laughs> like I can't control it. Like what are we yeah. gonna do? Are we gonna fucking like? Are we gonna like fucking burn our Hawks jerseys and become Mavericks fans? Like no. Right. It is what it only... is. We're gonna cross our fingers and hope Trey Young pans out. Like. You know, I, I can only move forward. I can only look forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, nah, man. I feel you there. I feel you there. We're, we're, you know, we, we view the world the same in that, in that sort of aspect. Um, right. Speaking of the world, uh, it's winter time, at least in the northern hemisphere, um, and it's cold. Uh, it's been actually rather pleasant this past week. Like, um, I've been terrible. I don't know how's it been up there in Jersey. Joel, has it been all right? It's been, uh, it's, it's been wet. It's been raining a lot uh, lately. Ah, uh, so yeah. Which chilly, always makes it like a wet. little colder. Yeah, it doesn't help at all. Yeah, no, I feel you. Well, down here in Georgia, it's been it's been relatively dry the past week. We did get a little bit of rain over the weekend, but it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, but uh, but yeah, like today was like kind of nice. It was kind of sunny. It was like fifty degrees, um, which was nice. Uh, but mm. Um, we all know that's going to take a turn for the worst uh, in, you know, any day now. Uh, and you know what that means. It's time to dig out those bulky winter clothes that don't quite do the trick. Nay, I say, we have a better solution from our sponsor, Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat similar to a heated car seat. This clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, undergarments. Dude, their jackets are the best. They are so baller. Like, you just throw one of these suckers on. Like, you just wear a T-shirt, honestly. Um, like, I, I, I still wear, like, you know, like a long sleeve shirt. But you could just wear a T-shirt um, and throw this jacket on and just be totally good to go. Um thing is amazing. I love it. It is by far my favorite of their products. Um, but uh, all of their products are great, and you should try any and all of them that you think would help you out. Action Heat is available in men's and women's attire, 
offers great new styles and is very reasonably priced starting at just $39.99. Plus, if you go to actionheat.com, you can enter our promo code GEEK, that's G-E-E-K, at checkout and get 20% off your order. That's actionheat.com. At checkout, enter our promo code GEEK, G-E-E-K, and get 20% off your order. You can't control the weather, but you can control your environment with Action Heat. All right, Joel, let's move on. I almost called you Juwan. I'm sorry. That's got to be – I'm embarrassed. We look so similar now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's like you could be brothers, honestly. Like, All right. I don't know how you're not. Happens. Like, I don't know how we go out together sometimes. It's just they, they people mistake us for brothers all the time. I believe it. Um, let, let's move on. <laughs> the Detroit Pistons are reportedly interested in trading for Markel Fultz. Interesting. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and, and throw my hat into the ring with uh, both you and Luke, the Sixers should not trade Markel Fultz this year. You're not going to get adequate value out of him. Like, just keep him, get him back to health. Probably don't even play him again this year. Reassess where you are next year and go from there. Um, I can't picture anything that the Sixers would want from Detroit other than if they were willing to give up a first rounder um, and an, mm-hmm. an expiring contract, which they don't really have an expiring contract that matches up with Fultz other than Ish Smith, and they're not going to give up Ish Smith and a first-round pick for Mark Fultz. It's not going to happen. Um, I, right. like, I'm sure Detroit is, is interested uh, because they think they can like pilfer uh, Fultz for like next to nothing. Um, the Sixers should just be patient. Um, and the fact that the Pistons are interested makes kind makes somewhat sense, especially like the you know obviously uh, Reggie uh, Davis has has been pretty much on the trading block rumor for the last like two seasons. Every trade deadline, he's like brought up and mentioned. Um, so like sure, um, especially you know if you're if you're going to move him, like yeah sure, like maybe make a three team trade where you can get folds. Um, you know, maybe maybe a three-team trade where, um, you know, the Suns get Davis and, you know, you send Jackson or somebody to to um, one of those wings to um, Philly and, and they get back Fultz. Maybe something like that can work and you make, you know, make the contracts, you know, fit. But I, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't think Philly should be so gung-ho to move Fultz this season, um, you know, they have a lot of second rounders. They have a little bit of salary still to work with, whether it be Muscala or Chandler, um, that they can move in order to, you know, kind of bolster their roster. I think that's the route they should go. Just little, little deals, nothing huge. I wouldn't move Fultz this year. Um, are you, I assume you're still of the same mindset. Um, but what what are your thoughts on Detroit being interested in Fultz? And, you know, do you still have the same mindset that, that Philly should just essentially kick the can down the road with Fultz and reassess where they are at the beginning of next season or this off season, as it were? 
Yeah, I, I pretty much, I'm pretty much same spot. Unless they get a really good offer. I mean, obviously, if you get something good out of it, you know, that's different. But it, it, it depends. I mean, he's a young kid, and he's, he's still, you know, recovering. We don't know if he's healthy. That, that's really the biggest. If he's healthy, right. it, that changes things. And no one's going to offer you anything significant while he's still recovering. It's just not. It's not likely, you know what I mean? I don't know what Detroit's offering. Detroit might be interested, but it really depends on what they're offering. Detroit doesn't have anything really that you want. <laughs> like, well, I mean, they might. Um, what would they want? What would they? Could they what can they give up that's worth Markel, a healthy Markel Fultz? I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, and, the only thing really that I can think of is, like, one of Stanley Johnson or Reggie Bullock. And, again, if right. I'm – if I'm the Sixers, I'm just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. neither one of those guys have worked out under, I think Bullock's had three years. Stanley Johnson's had four years. Um, mm-hmm. Neither one has. Yeah, Stanley been. Johnson has kind of been disappointing for them. I mean, he's had a, he's oh, been yeah. up and down all this year, but he's, overall, he was a lottery pick, and he's just, what the fuck? <laughs> this is right. really what it's been with him. And yeah. Reggie Bullock has been a journeyman. He's found the rotate. He's in the starting lineup now. Uh, and Luke Kennard's now in the starting lineup. So maybe that'll work out. I don't know. The, the, Casey's working around with shit in Detroit. And they're still in the playoff run, so I guess they're doing okay. But like I said, there's nothing super valuable there in Detroit to, to give up for Markel. So uh, it's, it's, they're interested, sure, but we'll see. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing in a nutshell is, like, if Philly is going to trade Fultz, you have to get back some kind of value for him, something that at least helps right. your team this year and for the next two years. Because, um, like, right. exactly. to me, yeah. that's your window if you're Philly. You made the, the Butler trade. Butler's in his prime right now and will be in his prime for at least the next two seasons after this season. That is where you, like, if you're making a Fultz trade, you need to get somebody who's going to help you for the next three years, the rest of this year and then two years after. Um, and... You know, honestly, <laughs> ironically, you know who I think the best person out there is who could, like, actually, like, really help this team is Nemanja Bielitz. <laughs> um, yeah, right? He laughed that like, shit off in the summer, and shit, he's playing good. <laughs> he's playing great. Like, could you and, – and you know what's funny is, like, um, had the Sixers known they were going to, like, like, do what they did and trade for Butler – they probably would have brought back Ilyasova on the contract that he signed with Milwaukee, brought back Bellinelli yeah. on the contract that he signed, and signed Bellinelli and never trade or and signed um, uh, Bielitsa and never have traded for Wilson Chandler. And they'd be so much better off. Um, but obviously yeah. hindsight oh, twenty twenty, yeah. they never they never knew yeah. they were you know going to make that trade. And and you know um, it is what it is. And you know Brett Brown. Basically, I mean, I think he was shoved into the GM position. Um, and, you know, I think one of the directives that probably was given to him was don't do anything that's going to, like, you know, lock us up with anything long-term. Like, we want short-term stuff so we can still be a player in free agency. Um, and then, you know, when Brand came in, he was like, uh, like, I mean, I guess we could do that, but, like, you know, we go get Jimmy Butler, so we should do that, right? <laughs> And it's like, yeah, I mean, you should. It just sucks that, like, now you're in a situation where you're going to have to pay Butler at the end of this season. You have to keep Redick. You're not going to have all that money that you had to sign all these people. 
um, that you know long term that you could have done um, and, and be in a much better position. But hey, man, hindsight's twenty twenty, and life's a bitch, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. the way things go. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, l- let's move on. Um, let's uh, let's talk some rookies. Um, little rookie ladder, if you will. Uh, yeah. Top top five rookies. I, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do you want to name your top five, and then I'll name mine, or do you want to go like you'll give one, I'll give one, you'll give two, I'll give two? How do you want to do it? I'd rather do one and one. I think yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way I want to do it. One, like start from five and get to one like that. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give the floor to you. You start. All right. Oh man, I just did my list today and I had a top ten. Uh, my fifth. Who was my fifth? I think it was Jaron Jackson Jr. Who's my fifth? He's currently Ooh, fifth yeah. on my list for the year. I'm talking about from beginning of the year to now. There's going to be up and downs. Some guys are playing better than they were in the beginning of the year and shit like that. Uh, but right now, I think I got Darren Jackson Jr. as my fifth. Uh, he could be high, and then he was lower at one point. But uh, right now, I got him fifth. He's been having a good year, man, uh, as, as a starting power. He, he got into the starting lineup because John Michael Green got hurt, and he's kept it. I mean, since Jermichael, Jermichael's not coming off the bench. Darren's not the starter. He had that crazy fucking – Block game uh, the uh, a couple of days ago or maybe a couple of weeks ago yeah. now, but the kid's mm-hmm. good, man. The kid's gonna be a solid player. Uh, he plays well next to Marcus Saul. Memphis is one of the better defensive teams in the league, and he's a big reason why. Uh, and and they they he he can play the power forward spot. I was I, know, I wasn't sure he could 100% because he looked like more of a stretch big, like a center type. But man, right. he played really well at the four spot. I got to give him a lot of credit. He's played. Tremendous. So yeah, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is currently uh, my number five uh, on my ladder. Okay. Well, let me do this then, because I feel like we're going to have a lot of the same names. So let oh, me yeah. just elaborate on why I think Jaron Jackson is on this list, and I'll will say he's number three on mine. Um, oh. Yeah, like dude's been sick. He's been so he's good. Um, he's like. Him as a defensive complement to Mark Gasol is – Gasol is a very, very good defender, um, solid game right. protector. Um, and, like, adding Jaron Jackson into that mix, like, I agree with you. I thought, like, for sure this guy is going to be a five. Like, in today's NBA, like, yeah, he can stretch the floor, but, like, is his lateral quickness good enough and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's the thing. If you're playing the stretch four, you, you're usually guarding guys – that aren't super athletic. Um, so right. he's way more athletic than your average four. Um, and because he can spread the floor and he's done so well thus far, um, yeah, he's been playing great. His, his like, what he brings defensively um, just ends up complimenting Gasol. He's, he's like, perfect. Um, and you know what? Like, he was at one point third on my, on my mock uh, draft um, list. Um, like or my 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 rankings, I ended up dropping him down to fourth because Bamba really kind of impressed me down the like stretch of the season, um, and and just you know his combine appearance was was terrific, um, but I mean I I I'll have to eat crow on that. I think Jackson um, at least early on looks like the better player. 
Um, now, of course, it's, it's they both got you know twenty years ahead of them to to you know prove what they're made of. Um, but like Jackson's just he's a guy that you could put on any team, and he's going to help you um, because of his versatility. The fact that he can shoot the ball, um, he can rebound, he can block shots, he can steal, he can guard multiple positions. Um, he's amazing, and that's why I have him third. Um, on on my particular list, I mean, I, I the guys, I'm very curious, the guys fucking amazing. Um, and and you know what? Honestly, he was my. It was it was a coin flip uh, if if uh, both uh, Aiton and Luca were gone uh, and the Hawks were picking at three. I was like, take Bomber or Jackson. I like I don't know which one's gonna be better, but like one of those guys, we need a center, like one of those guys. Um, but I was early for, for the majority of the season, I was leaning towards Jackson, um, and then I just started to kind of drink the Bomba Kool Aid um, at the end because of just you know I, I don't know Luke was trying to sell me on him, and like there was all this like you know Bomba like it's like, it's like seven nine wingspan and all that. You know, so like I, I did, but but yeah, Jackson looks great. Uh, all right, uh, who you got as fourth? Fourth, he's come on uh, lately, uh, and I, I've moved him into my fourth spot. Colin Sexton, the young bull of the Cleveland Ooh. Cavaliers, has moved into my top five. The kids, man, he's good. <laughs> like he wasn't there in the beginning of the year. It took him a while to get uh, consistent minutes. Uh, now he's a starting point guard on a Cavaliers team that, that they're still not good, but they're at least more competitive these days. Big right. reason why he's had a big resurgence the last couple weeks, and so I think he's played well enough though so far to move him into my fourth spot. So the young boy Colin Sexton has moved into my top five for the time being. <laughs> yeah, he's still outside looking in for me. I think I got him at six, um, but yeah, he's been really impressive lately um like just just like doing um essentially like from what i heard he got kind of challenged by the vets on that team mm-hmm. like was like yo dude come on like you're super skilled you should be playing better and right. like he stepped up since then like he um definitely looks like the 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 point guard that you know they need and that they drafted mm-hmm. that they you know, the number eight overall right. pick. Um, right, that Luke thought and, he would be. <laughs> exactly. Um, although I will still uh, stand by uh, my prior statement, and I'll, I'll actually get to that in a second. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I think he's he's played really well, uh, especially as of late. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 I think – I think it's hard to hold against him, you know, his, his start to the season because the, the they have mm-hmm. had such a log jam at point guard. You know, George Hill, they, uh, they didn't know what they were doing. And they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know if they were like trying to win or develop young talent or what. Right. Um, now they, they know what they're do. doing. Now they know right. they're tanking. Um, and so they're playing their young players. Um, and, uh, and essentially like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been looking really good. Um, I will still, uh, as I alluded to earlier, I'll still stand by my, my statement to Luke. Shea Gilgis-Alexander um, will be better than Colin Sexton. Uh, and he is my number five um, uh, player. Uh, and Okay, so you don't have him on your list then, right? 
No, I do. He's just not on my five. Yeah, he's top ten for me. But he okay. But he's not on your five. All right, cool. Um, no, he's not. So on I, five. I don't want to. I don't want to like spoil anybody that you got coming up. But yeah, he's number five on my list. Um, that dude has been playing great for the Clippers. He, he's kind of been playing like like somewhat limited minutes, but not really. I mean, I I mm-hmm. would have to like take a look at like what his averages are. Um, but he's been playing really Good great minutes. when he is on the court, huh? Right. He's getting solid minutes um, in L.A. As yeah, he's getting solid minutes behind uh, Patrick Beverly, um, which, you know, makes sense. Beverly's, like, you know, uh, solid well, started, and all that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they did promote him. Yeah, yeah, So he, he's yeah. starting now. Um, but, like, dude, he, he's going to be good, man. He's six foot six. Um, he he knows how to play the game. He is a more than adequate passer. He can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a better shooter than I thought he was gonna be. Um, Me too. And and I I think that yeah, that most people thought he was gonna be like that was always kind of the the gripe on his game was he wasn't gonna be uh, you know an adequate shooter, but he has kind of like. <laughs> kind of like been like, yeah, yeah, fuck y'all. Like, watch me shoot the ball. Um, and you know, like it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch. And I think honestly, one of the biggest selling points for the Clippers this off season should be: look, we got Shea Gilgis Alexander, we got Lou Williams, and we got Montrez Harrell. Um, all of these guys are on the cheap, and. You know, we got we got all this cap space. If we if we move Gallinari, we got room for two max players. Like, you know, all of this noise about them trying to lure both Kawhi and KD. Um, you know, that's those are all good selling points for them to do so um, because all of those guys are good and they're all cheap. And you know, like that's like if you have that team right there just that in in and of itself, um, you're going to be probably the favorite, honestly, to, like, win it all. I mean, you put Kawhi and KD on on a team, you could pretty much put anybody around them. But you're telling me you got Lou Williams um, probably coming off the bench. Like, maybe Jerome Robinson makes some strides. He, I hadn't really seen any anything great from him. I thought that was a really weird pick. Um at the time, I really thought they should. Yeah, well, and I really thought they should. Just, I think they should have just taken MPJ. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it just would have made so much sense. Like, you, you got the the point guard that's of your of the future that you wanted, and then you just take MPJ because he's got so much like potential if he can be potential. healthy. Yeah. Um, but you know, there were there were like three or four teams ahead of him that I was like. MPJ, take him. Like, how has he fallen this far? Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, Shay, man, he he's gonna be good. Um, and and I'll cross my fingers, I'm still hoping he's only gonna be the second best point guard out of this draft. Um, but he might be the best. Um, we'll see if Trey can get a shot right, because uh, that's gonna be the biggest the biggest thing with Trey Young is is can he can he get his shot to start falling. Um, he's been great at driving to the bucket. He's been super great at, at, at passing the ball, albeit he does turn the ball over a lot. Um, but his assist-to-turnover ratio 
because he gets so many assists, isn't really all that bad. Um, in fact, his assist to turnover ratio is like, um, I think, 0.6 or 0.7 uh, better than Luca, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, is just, I find any reason to try to, like, justify us doing what we did. <laughs> so that's, there, 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 there's maybe one reason that I can, like, hang my hat on. Uh, but, yeah, Shay, mm-hmm. I like him. He's going to be really good. Uh, all right, who you got at number three? Uh, yeah, no arguments with Shay, by the way. Uh, he's in my top ten. He fell out of my top five when Colin Sexton, the bull, moved in. Uh, and Jaron Jackson kind of stayed steady in my five. But uh, number sure. three. Yeah, well, you know how it is. <clears throat> um, yeah. Number three. Yeah, what is my number three? What was my number three? Give me a second. Because I, 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 I know who my top two are. Oh, wait, I know who my three is. I'm sorry. Trey Young was my three. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, Trey Young is my number three. He's had a good year. He's he, he struggled lately with his shot, like you said. But I think overall the kid's got – he's better than I thought he would be, honestly. Uh, he, he can pass and he can shoot. And um, he's just a little small. And I'm not sure how his defense really is at the moment. But I think overall Trey Young has had a – it's, it's bad. really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> it's bad. But yeah, it is what it is. But Trey Young, I think, has had a good year overall, and and, and he is currently uh, at my number three spot. And as soon as that man starts hitting his shots again, yeah, it, it, who knows what he'll be? Yeah, that's the thing, man. He's got to start hitting those shots. And he has not been. He's shooting like 25% from three-point range, somewhere around there, um, which is obviously very bad. Um, Now, I feel like a lot of this coaching, um, essentially they're letting him shoot and encouraging him to shoot whenever he wants to. Um, And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think, honestly, and I I don't want to, like, hammer a new coach, but, like, feel like you can let a a first-year player just shoot whenever the fuck they feel like it. I think you have to enforce some amount of discipline. Now, Trey's very good. Right. And Trey is very good at getting other people involved. That is undoubtedly – he leads the league in assists as as it pertains to rookies. Um, and I think he's like top five in assists league wide or something like that. Um, maybe not that high, but he's, he's up there as far as assists. Um, but like, he's got to rein in his shots. Like he's, his shot selection has to be better. Um, like I, I understand that he can make a 35 footer, um, but he shouldn't mm-hmm. take three a game. Uh, like, right. You know, you're not yet – you don't have the confidence to be taking Steph Curry shots yet, dude. Um, and, um, you know, they, they've they got to get him some more help um, offensively. Um, Herter has really stepped up over the last, like, three or four games um, nice. and, and been a huge help to this team. Um, but, nevertheless, uh, you know, I mean, he's still kind of struggled – um, with the double teams that teams throw it in um, and, and, you know, everything else. Um, yeah, you know, I got him right now six, maybe seven 
Um, and I'm probably being a little more critical on him because he's my guy, because he's on my team, mm-hmm. and I watch all of these games, and I'm, you know, like kind of focused in on it all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I, I think ultimately um, – I think he will end up being top five once the season has, has progressed. I expect him right. to make um, first team all-rookie all NBA, especially because Luka is not playing a guard position. Um, he's playing a forward position. Um, he's basically like the the greatest version of Hito Turkoglu that you can imagine. Um, right. So, like – you know, like I, I think that that kind of helps out Trey um, as far as maybe making that that first team All Rookie NBA. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I can't I can't put him in my top five right now. Um, uh, let me let me kick it to you on your number two, and then I'll go back. I've lost track, but uh, I I do have a, a number four pick that I'll I'll come back to. Okay, yeah, I think our top two, two are going to be the same. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious for the top two. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is my number two. Yep. Uh, man, man's a monster uh, among men. Uh, no, he's pretty damn good. I like this kid. I knew he was going to be very good. He was the number one pick overall. Uh, and he's definitely playing like it. You know, he's, look, I'm watching him play right now. He's a real deal. Uh, and he's just getting started. So, I mean, he's definitely right now, unfortunately for him, number two rookie in the league at the moment, but uh, well-deserved. He's good. Yeah, man, he's been, he's been fucking awesome. Um, like, the, the, the thing is with Aiden, he's scoring and rebounding at such a high number. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just ridiculous. He is built mm-hmm. like no 18-year-old should, like 19-year-old rather, um, should ever be built. <laughs> like he looks like his body looks like he's 27 years old. Um, mm-hmm. and like, and has worked at it for that long. Um, and you know, given the fact that he is this young, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get stronger. Um, he's going to develop his game. Um, the one thing that he really needs to work on is just his defensive recognition. Um, he he should be blocking a lot more shots than he is right now. In fact, he kind of reminds me of like Carl Anthony Towns um, in the fact that Towns, like essentially Towns should be uh, a better defensive player than he is, and he's actually made some mm-hmm. strides since Butler left. Um, uh, right. you know, he's he's actually like stepped up and, and been better defensively, and I think just getting Butler out of that locker room, there was obviously just a lot of chaos with that. Um, it's, it's kind of helped him clear his head and, and just focus more on his game. Um, but I, uh, I, I think that's where he needs to develop the most. But I mean, just his his numbers starting off um, are, are great. He's going to average a double double this season as a rookie, um, and he's only going to get better. And yeah, as a the rookie, fact that's that he impressive. can, <laughs> yes. And and the fact that he can spread the floor to boot, like yeah, dude's gonna be good. He's gonna be really fucking good. I I'm totally with you. He's definitely my number two as well. Which leads us to the number one, obviously, Luca motherfucking Doncic. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Proceed, sir. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to take it from there. Um, Luca Doncic no, is the fucking you. man. No, uh, yeah. Nick. Nick. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to spoil it. But um, did you have you watched Luca play? <laughs> yeah. Any Luca game? <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched him. Good, I watched um, him. I watched him fucking beat my Hawks for fucking like a week ago. I was like, oh, I know sorry, we're taking, but I really want to get this win. I really want to get this uh, win. We so, didn't get the uh, win, by the way. Uh, you got one, right? You got one of those wins, right? I think so. Early in the season, you yeah. did. Yeah, early in the season, I think you got the first one. Uh, I forget. Um, yeah. But you know, look, look at look at. This is a serious beast. Dallas is good now, and I had no faith in Dallas. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say no. no faith. I didn't have them. I didn't have them making the playoffs. You know, um, no. I had them. I think 11. I, still, I just saw I my power. They don't make the playoffs. They've had. A, they've had a lot of. Play. They've had a lot of home games early on. They're going. They're going on a long road trip. I think nine of the right. next eleven are road games. Um, it, right. I don't expect them to keep it up. But the fact that they are in the playoff mix this early. Like same thing with Sacramento. Like neither one, of, neither yeah. one of us saw that coming. Jawan, no. that motherfucker for some reason like had faith in in, in Dallas. And yeah, I have no idea why. <laughs> but I, he, but he, he did, and like I gotta give yeah. him props on it. Like, and I, and I'll say this, like, like you know, I, I, obviously I picked Indiana to make playoffs last year, and like I, mm-hmm. I was like the one guy, and you you picked the Jazz. Uh, well, Luke. Uh, picks Clippers, like was real high on the Clippers, um, and yeah. uh, and Juwan had Dallas, so like they got those dark horse teams this year. So we'll see how both of their uh, dark horse teams pan out. Exactly. I mean, yeah, man, he's a big reason why they're there. I mean, they're playing way better. Their bench is better than I expected it. Uh, I, I I was confused by what I was expecting to see. As much as I liked Luca coming out of um from Europe and and there was no Dirk, Dirk just got back like two games ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just I didn't know what to expect, and I hate the fact that they play like four fucking point guards. I don't get that. It's just it's a weird. They they do things a little differently in Dallas, uh, but they you know they, they they're managing, and uh, I need even if Dallas doesn't make it, I need Sacramento to make it just spite Luke. It'd be very funny to watch happen. Um, Yes. I'd love to see them make the playoffs. <laughs> yes. I'm so rooting for the Kings right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I'd want to be a Kings fan until this season, but yeah, that's, that's right. pretty. I'm, I'm following them right now. I'm like, go Sacramento, go. Crazy. Right. Me too, I, dude. I talk so much shit about Sacramento, too, the city. Like, why do they ever see all this extra shit? But I'm cheering for y'all. Hope y'all do it. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Uh I I definitely want to see them uh see them succeed. Um but yeah, like Luca is is the clear cut uh favorite. Mm-hmm. He is bar none the the clear cut favorite for uh uh rookie of the year. Um He's not and, a rookie, and, man. He doesn't he doesn't play like a rookie. That's the thing. No, that's the thing. He doesn't like. Um, well, and that's that's playing three years of professional ball overseas for you. That's right. Um, High level but, professional ball. Exactly. Uh, but like, yeah, man. He, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like when you like going into this season, when you when you heard <laughs> Goran Dragic or Kristaps Porzingis or any number of these guys who have played either with him or against him say, "Yeah, this kid's special." He's going to be mm-hmm. amazing. It's like, dude, 
at what point do you like do you like stop trusting people who play the game professionally and are like, yeah, this kid's going to be amazing. Um, like you didn't hear that about anybody else in the draft because professional players hadn't played against any of these other kids. Um, but they played against Luca and they like anybody who played with him or against him, um, who's in the NBA said he's going to be special. He's going to be something. Um, which is why I, it was just baffling to me. Like, I can understand taking Aiton over him. It's kind of the same thing as, like, you know, in the 84 draft, um, you know, the you know the um, uh, Houston Rockets taking Olajuwon over Jordan. Like, get that. Totally get it. Like, Olajuwon, great fucking player. Like, totally mm-hmm. made sense. You needed a center, everything else. But, like, taking Bagley over Luka is, like, fucking taking Sam Bowie over Jordan. Like, that was fucking stupid. And then fucking taking Luca and then trading him away. is like taking Jordan and trading him away. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. Not to say that, like, not to say Luca's going to be Jordan. Not, I'm not saying that at all. Or I'm not even saying right. that Aiden's going to be Olajuwon. I'm just saying, like, there are parallels there, and, and history repeats itself. Um, but nevertheless... Uh, yeah, he's definitely, um, definitely the number one prospect, uh, or the number one rookie, uh, this far this season. Oh, by the way, my number four, uh, was Wendell Carter. Uh, Wendell Carter's played really well. Oh, he played, okay. He's only averaging about 25 minutes a game, but he's got 10, right. 10 points, uh, about seven rebounds, two assists, mm-hmm. one and a half blocks. Um, he, he's playing well in, oh. in, in his role for that team. Um, and I think he's going to be really good, and I stand by my mm-hmm. assessment that he's going to be better than Marvin Bagley. Um, we'll see how that pans out. Um, <laughs> he's not Marvin Bagley. He's hurt I'm not a fan, man. He reminds me of Beasley. He's a Michael Beasley mm-hmm. 2.0. He'll be lucky if he's we'll like, like better than Beasley. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to end it there. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, uh, SeatGeek, um, uh, Action Heat and Blue Chew and uh, we will see you guys next week um, um, and if we don't see you before then Merry Christmas uh, join us this weekend we got a, a, a very fun show lined up uh, for Geek Vibes and uh, until we see you again peace peace say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.